Hey guys and girls, Scotty Mortimer here with today's guest, Chef Cynthia Louise. And I'm really excited about this conversation. Chef and I have known each other nearly a decade. I'd say, yeah, it's close to a decade now. Uh, Chef Cynthia Louise is based out of Bali, Indonesia. I lived there for three years myself and that's where we knew each other and is a, how to explain this, a highly decorated chef, let's say, in a, a, a medium of food that is so unique and so special. Uh, have, ha- having worked in some of the top health retreats in Australia back in the early days, all the way through to now having five uh, genius cafes around the world, um, having our own online programs, teaching people how to prepare whole food. And you're going to have to explain a little bit better about this than I. But uh, effectively, Chef, Chef Cynthia Louise is all the way across the online world of food. And we know that uh, programs around cooking are very popular these days, but has uh, many and has in the past and now today, whole food restaurants and cafes in four different continents, I think it would be, or four or five, you got five of them, so yeah, four different continents, something like that, because there's two in Africa. So we're gonna talk about that. It's a really exciting conversation. Um, Chef Cynthia, thank you so much for being here, but please fill in a little bit more about what I missed in that intro. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So good to be here in this amazing room. It's awesome, good vibe. Thank you. Okay. So yes, you didn't miss anything actually. Cool. You were spot on. So my my gig in this world is um, creating spaces for people to be inspired and educated to have a transformational effect that really does create a ripple effect that transforms the world. So it's not about just cooking yeah, and it's not about a recipe. It's never about the recipe. This is the thing, right? So I'm a partner and a shareholder with the Genius brand, which is a incredible brand from a visionary man called Roger Hamilton, very hardworking man. And he has a vision to create these incredible workspaces and hubs and and beach clubs and resorts. And so my my gig in that brand is uh, as food director and partner in the brand, we're building 50 of these globally. And he's got two resorts in South Africa on the border of Botswana and South Africa in the middle of fucking nowhere <laughs> where you can't just run down the road and get a bowl of milk, yep. let me tell you that, where um, both spaces have restaurants. And so I've come in and um, lifted their being up and transformed the way they see, prepare, cook and eat food. And in what way can you explain your unique approach? Because we just had lunch together and you were just downloading a bit on me and obviously I've you know, known you for a long time, but... Why are they different and what, what's your approach to, to bringing food to the world? Mm. So you've got to think of it this way. So here's an establishment that is rebranded that has an, a, an existing kitchen with an existing menu. With normal sort of kitchen, normal menu. Sure. Yeah. And here am I coming in, chef. Everybody thinks chef, okay, she cooks the food, she makes the food, whatever. You could be a healthy chef, you could be a plant-based chef, a meat chef, doesn't matter. People just think, oh, here's the chef. So what I do is I come in there and I don't train in the recipe. Mm. <laughs> I, I have the three pillars of um, how I work with humans in this industry called hospitality um, is to inspire, educate and transform. So I go into the establishment in the existing restaurant and I vibe out the place and <laughs> have a look around because immediately you don't like, fuck, there's white sugar there, there's that shit there, and immediately you start to judge. Yeah. So, you, so it's really important to have the judgment but silently. 
Okay. Very important to have the judgment because it puts you on track to what you're actually doing. You got to have the judgment. Before I used to think, don't judge, but now it's like you got to judge because it's here. But keep it to yourself. Very don't much so. Burn anybody. Don't as soon burn as you anyone. Walk in the door. Yeah. Burn. Don't burn even yourself. And so I go in, uh, suss it out, physically look at the chefs in their eyes, and I can tell straight away they're dehydrated, mm. they're fat, sick, and nearly dead. Mm. Most of the times, diabetes. You can the journey goes on. Blood pressure, cholesterol, you name it. Any kind of um, autoimmune disease comes from, you know, not eating real ingredients. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never put food in the word with fake food or fake, um, yeah, it's just the foods. Is, it's, it's not even it's, food. It's not even, doesn't even yeah. come out. So, and you're referring to the gut biome. I am. Yeah, okay. So I go in and I check out the whole human while I'm checking out the pantry. <laughs> and then everyone's really excited. They know I'm coming. They've heard about me. They're like, oh, my God. She's amazing. I can't wait to learn that recipe and I don't teach them the recipe. Mm. So we go deep into our deep intelligence of the human body first and it's not lecturing and it's not teaching. It's simply hanging out in the kitchen, having a drink of water, sitting on the kitchen bench while my mate's chopping some food and we're having a conversation and he's watching what I'm eating. Mm. And over the next few days we're talking and we're and he's like, you, you drink a lot of water. You, eat, you need to have meat, like you really need to have some sustenance, like you're going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just sit and we talk and we talk and then we start to open up. So talk, conversation is really, for me, it's about their family. Yeah. So I want to understand their, their culture, family, what it's like to be a South African, what it's like to be in a, in a country with apartheid. I want to know all the depths of the human mm-hmm. and I want to know the soil. I want to know what's going on around. How does it feel to be six weeks on and two weeks, sorry, yeah, six weeks on and two weeks off. So walking away from family for six weeks, yeah. what's that like? What's it like living out in the bush? You know, the depths of a human. Mm-hmm. I want to know the human story while I'm sharing my human story. Mm-hmm. And so from there, we go deep into these conversations and trust is built. And trust is built through listening. Absolutely. And you're doing this because, uh, again, around your philosophy that you shared before is it's not the recipe that makes the magic in the food. It's the person and their intention, their vibration. What words would you use that actually imbues into the food that people are eating? Yeah, it's never about the recipe. It's always about the universal concept of we're all encompassing energy Mm. because the recipe is real and it's factual. Yeah. There's the ingredients. You have recipe there's books. The me- you yeah. give people recipes. There's the ingredients, there's the method, there's the outcome. It's very clear. Yeah. The recipe is a guide to whatever that dish might be. It's a guide. Mm. So what I do is I go through that process building trust and now they're starting to go, wow, okay. And then the immediate question people ask me is what diet I should go on. I said, yeah. no diet. Well, it's the craze to everyone's this no diet, diet or that diet. Yeah. And most chefs are quite big and blah, blah, blah. And they go, True. no, no, we don't diet. All we're going to do is drink more water. We're going to breathe a little differently. Mm-hmm. We're going to put some reggae on, put my speaker in the kitchen, <laughs> told management. Because as soon as I walk into the kitchen, there's no music. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, we're not allowed to have my bullshit. You're having fucking music and it's going to be reggae. Nice. <laughs> and it's happening. <laughs> and so then the, then the vibe starts to become physical and the physical being starts to move. Increases the vibration. vibration yeah. And it's just, it's all it's all undercover energy. Like people don't know what I do. By the time it gets to the fork, exactly. this guy's dancing out there, fully hydrated, feeling amazing. Exactly. And the food is coming from that energy source exactly. to your plate, to you. So then they're, now they're inspired. They're like, oh my God, I'm showing them photos. And then... It's like, okay, so tomorrow we're going to talk about 
creating a shopping list for the recipes we're going to make. And they're like, mm. yeah. I said, but first we're going to take everything out of the pantry. I'm going to put it all over the floor. I'm going to read everything. Wow. And you're going to tell me what you think of that product. And it normally works like this. Oh, this is natural. This is cool. Like, look at it. It says natural um, It says natural tomato sauce or whatever it might be. And I go, that's awesome. So do you want to read it for me? And they're like, they read it. And most of the time people can't read. Mm. That's another thing too you've got to remember. And I can't. I didn't go to school, so I'm very much in the same boat. So we're both like trying to work out things. So they, they read it and they go, hmm, what is anti-caking agent? And I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you Google that? tell me and then they google it they tell me and they're like fuck i've been eating that no they don't get there yet okay it's like wow what does it do and i said i don't know google that too they so google it it's like it actually stops moisture from coming i'm like i know isn't that genius and they're like yeah but it's not real right and i'm like no and it's okay because we don't put down the human that created it because human genius is right there mm. it's it's science in its own right what we do now is we go back to the body system. So we have 78 organs in the body. We're an orchestration of intelligence. What does it mean for the heart to pump? What does it mean for the blood to flow through the entire being? And they go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I go, yep. And they go, can you imagine drinking anti-caking agent? So let's have a look what else is anti-caking agent in. Mm. And so it's commonly in salt, but it is in other things as well. And I'm like, now imagine drinking that. What would happen? You have no idea what would happen. Mm -hmm. No idea the concept of what would happen. So let's not even think about it. Let's just put it over there in the science box and let's go find some some tomato sauce that's natural. So how do we do that? So we then search for it and we get down because you've got to be, you've got to have the balance too. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. We're talking about South Africa, right? Yeah. Talking about building a space in South Africa in an existing restaurant in a game lodge. Mm -hmm. Training, inspiring people to believe and love themselves. That's what we're doing. Local people who have Local people. never had a conversation like that in their lives. In their whole life. Yeah. And so the, then the, the pathway is how do we get the tomato sauce as close to nature intended it to be with low human interference. And that really is your philosophy around food because mm -hmm. you've said that many times to me in the past. Can you say that statement again? As close to nature intended it to be with low human interference. Which is amazing, right? Which means we can't get real tomato sauce in the middle of the bush. So we're going to have to get something. We're going to have to get yield. We're going to have to get costings done. We're going to have to get the profit right. We're going to yeah. have to get the human right. We're going to have to f work it out. So we go and we go on a journey to find the closest thing to nature mm -hmm. as intended it to be. And it might have one preservative in it, which would be something like... Uh, Citric acid. Would, yeah, which is fine. Yeah for that particular thing. So we go on that journey and once we go on that journey, then they're like, okay, then we write the shopping list and now we're ready to train. Now everyone's in. So now their diet is completely transformed. That's the chef. That's the Who's chef. preparing the food, no longer the fat chef smoking the ciggy on the lunch break. Totally. <laughs> which is like pretty much every chef out there right now. Totally. Um, and they're, they're willing to actually explore the idea of losing belt notches. Love it. And they're willing to do it in a way they've never done before, which is the easiest way that I teach, which is, which is just eat. Mm. Just eat and celebrate the art of it and drink water and breathe because you get to when most can't. Yeah, true. And that there becomes ease in the human body. So they're not like, oh, I'm on a plan and I need to and, and this is ache and the breath becomes shallow and I, not diaphragmatic. I love what you're doing with, I'm just thinking front of house, back of house. Right. Like, and every restaurant out there is all about the front of house. 
and looking beautiful and, you know, the plates are right and the servers look good and the meal is all prepared on the plate and the back of house is people screaming at each other and, you know, chaos. I worked in hospitality. My mum and dad were both in hospitality. That's all we knew. And it was just chaos. My brother's a pastry chef by trade. Jesus, like they're it's all, unique, aren't they? Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's, it's chaos in the back. And then as soon as you walk through those doors, oh, yes, it's all perfect. Whereas you're saying, let's go in and work out the energy and the vibration of the people that are preparing the food, expand their heart centre right? Get them to connect with themselves again, love themselves, have joy, the reggae music, everything, like a lot of love from the the top chef, not screaming at them and saying you're an idiot, which is a lot of the industry, right? But actually being there to support them to grow. Now, the second conversation is front of house. We got the back of house, right? What does the front of house look like? The front of house is uh, a direct alignment. It can't be separate. Never can be separate. Mm -hmm. It has to be the same. Don't, don't walk, don't walk into my kitchen um, this is this is what the chefs do. Don't walk into my kitchen. Just take that. You ask first. I'm like, no, no, that's not how we walk. This is your home. Mm. You're walking from one room to the other with manners, courtesy, and respect. Yeah. And whatever that looks like. Love it. Yeah. So and it's conversation. It's good morning. It's not just walking through the kitchen to go uh, to your shift. Yeah. I can't handle it. So you're creating a real culture and family. And your cafe in Bali on the beach. Um, my partnership cafe. Partnership yeah. cafe. Yeah, 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 cool. Excuse me. That's okay. Um, You've very much got that energy in the Balinese people too. They're beautiful. They're family oriented. The Banjar, the community's really close. And you feel that everyone's having fun and it's energy. It's right on the beach in Sanur. It's gorgeous. But the people are gorgeous. And then the food is gorgeous. So you've got this whole like the setting to the servers and the, and the kitchen staff to the food on my plate. It's all in integrity. Use that word. And it just feels really good, which is why it's been so successful. Yep. Why there's, you know, you're about to build your fifth. Uh, going from there. So a question is, you're doing that with the the restaurants. You're also, you've got the Chef Cynthia Louise brand online where you are educating people. We've got one of your courses from years ago, my wife and I, um, where you're teaching recipes. But tell us a little bit about where you're at with, in your when you're teaching the everyday person that's in their home. So we're talking about chefs. Yes, that's one mm-hmm. thing. What does it look like? Are you doing the same process? Are you getting people to stop for a second? Yeah, the recipe will come, but let's really, you know, tap into what's most important first. Mm, it's interesting because when you're filming for TV or you're creating a actual recipe, there's – I could just talk all day really <laughs> and I probably should, but um, they already know who I am. They're already – uh, we, what we call warm audience, right? They're yeah. already trusting in me. They already know that I have that. That's why they're buying it in the first place. Mm. So in the actual program, it's more of the fact that we're not dieting. Um, we're not changing um, anything. We're, transform- we're transforming the way we see ourselves. That's, that's what it's about in the program. And then we're doing the technique and the skill set. And yes, there's a lot of times where I'm like, this is where you get to breathe. This is where you get to actually, I just came out of the studio and just filmed another um, series for um, FM TV and Guy TV. And, and I just, I was standing there going, this is the time where everything that's going on in your life, the emails, the washing, the kids, the husband, you haven't had sex, whatever it might be, you know, it's a big deal. It's a real big conversation. If you can just be just still for a second mm-hmm. and just know that all that intensity and all that workload and all that, you know, structure that you have and all those schedules are real. 
mm. and honour them but just cut the carrot for a minute and mm-hmm. acknowledge where the peel, where the carrot comes from. It comes from the soil, the seed, the farmer that grew it, the person that picked it, the truck driver that packed it, right through to the unpacking to a supermarket shelf to the chick at the counter selling it to you. Like that, if you can just follow that for a minute that brings a lot of ease into the body and it creates a presence, you know. And my, my spiritual goal is to be present. That's my spiritual goal. Should stop. be all of ours. Yeah, and it's a very tricky one because there's a lot going on upstairs. So my programs are designed for the humblest kitchens globally, mm. for the human to be able to sink into adding some more plants to the dinner table and creating the techniques and skills, skills to do that. Mm. And then there's in-between wisdom pieces throughout because I can't help myself, right? But chefs, chefs and, and, and housewives are exactly the same. They're still human. One just has more skill. Yep. The other one at home has the, has the skill, if not more, but it's a different type of more. Mm. She's in survival mode. She's come home from work. She's tired. Her kids are hungry and she's sick of not being able to fit into those jeans. Mm. And she's going she's gonna, to she's gonna sit on the couch and have a bottle of wine and regret it later because she's actually fucking exhausted mm. and she deserves that drink. Mm. And she's going to do the same pattern over and over again. And what I bring to the table is um, high micronutrient meals, meaning it's all the in-between moments in between a dish and allowing that person to be able to source those ingredients accessibly in a supermarket or a farmer's market without going to a whole food store, some faraway land to get some berry that's worth $100 a kilo. I don't do that. So yeah. so that those programs are dedicated to women at home to be able to cook the roast lamb and to be able to have the chicken and do all the things but also add these amazing plant-based family, you know, bowls of goodness to the table, which then in turn builds a level of, you know, you know plants have a lot of fibre and that's how we manage to uh, provide good microbiome by fibre. It's mm. important that we have fibre. Right? And because a lot of people aren't getting that. So I'm amping up the plant in your world, full stop. I'm not telling you to go on a diet, nor am I telling you to change anything. And there'd be no fucking way that I'd ever come into someone's home via a screen and go, you need to do this. I always go with, you know what? What if you put that on the table with your roast lamb? What would happen? Love that. Yeah. So a couple of things I want to dive into there, and it's beautiful what you're doing. Um, the first one I just want to understand is, What's wrong with a diet? <laughs> You're asking a woman. <laughs> and a chef yeah. who teaches this. I can't imagine being a threat to my body. I can't imagine being so threatened by my own existence. Does that make sense? I can't stand in the front of the mirror and go, I'm fat. My ass is too big, you know, cellulite that runs down my leg. My boobs are kind of wonky because Jamin drank more on the left side. You know what I'm saying? I can't stand, I cannot do that because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I have 78 organs in my body. They are an orchestration of intelligence. It's a direct in line with nature. Nature is this all around us, okay? Whether in the city or in the bush, it doesn't matter. It's all encompassing. We, uh, we, if we stand in the front of the mirror and look internally at the organs, at the pancreas, at the heart and all the things, the eyeballs, the tongue, all the bits, your balls, all of the organs, yeah. and we actually acknowledge them, and breathe, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to diet. It doesn't exist because you're looking internally and you're matching it up with nature. Nature is whole real food as close to nature intended with low human interference. Mm. And so dieting becomes, for a woman, to even think, to even, to even think that your, your body's a threat to you 
is just conditioning and they've just forgotten for a minute. And I, what I do is I come in and remind them and go, imagine if you stood in front of the mirror naked and you saw your heartbeat and the valve and the aorta and just your, you, you, would, be blown, you would be blown away. You, you wouldn't look at food as the enemy, nor would you have the threat of your body being the enemy. You, would be, you wouldn't have it. So women that are in this role of spiralling into these diets, constantly spiralling in the 12-week, six-week, six eight-week pan, are just, you know, it's so sad to even talk about actually because I have half my friends have body issues. And for me that's shocking because they're beautiful, mm. beautiful Beautiful women, you know, and for women to have that dialogue is really creating a weakness in the immune system because the worst virus you can have is fear. Mm-hmm. And what happens from that fear is the thoughts are there and with thoughts go, energy flows. And you can lock down your actual digestion by your thoughts. You can create an acid-type effect through Simply stress. That's the number one thing for me. My guts just go when I've got mental stress. Yeah. So your number one thing is simply to breathe. Yeah. Diaphragmatically. Mm -hmm. Centre myself again in my body, into nature. Constantly breathe. Mm. And once we start breathing, then we start to open up the digestive system. Then our body goes, oh, thank you, Cynthia. I feel safe now. And then I start to actually break down food better because then I'm making better choices because my breath is providing a gateway to clarity and clarity I start to eat things in its whole form, not a diet, just food and something happens and alkalinity sure comes from food but it actually really comes from your thoughts first. So alkalining your thoughts and the three brains is what I work with with mums at home. (laughs) <laughs> so to finish the diet bit, diet is more, the word die is inside it. It's like attacking the body sure. and seeing as in the enemy. Whereas you're saying about let's fall in love with the 78 organs and everything that we are and let's honour that uh, by, by nurturing it rather than attacking and fighting the things that we don't like. Yeah, because you don't know. You, your heartbeat just beats, right? Are you telling it to beat right now? I did a couple of moments ago. You're a genius. <laughs> Dave sitting over there going, wow, my heart's feeding. Like it just beats. Your head just grows. Your fingernails just grow. Things just happen, right? Exactly. You're not thinking about it no. in your 12-hour day. No. Imagine if you thought about it. Oh, you'd be screwed. You'd have no chance. <laughs> Imagine if you actually thought that like every organ has a role. i got to blink now. Exactly. <laughs> okay, go. My tongue. Okay. So you're just not going to do that. So the idea is to have a deep amount of respect and certainty that you are all-encompassing and everything in that body has a role. And when we feed it what it's required, which is nature, we thrive. When we feed it science, we're in a whole little trouble. Our body doesn't know what to do with that. It actually has no fucking idea even how to operate there. Mm. And what it does, it does does one thing that's designed to do and that is to lock down Mm. and to survive. And that's when, when we keep pushing and pushing the body, human existence, I'm talking about food, not talking about thoughts. When we keep pushing the body, the body to this existence, what happens is we have an autoimmune mm. disease. Which and is massive today. I've, and why? Stress. Think, think about it, stress, 100%. So stress, breath, environment, food, mm. four pillars. And the stress is we are designed to be stressed, Scotty. We have to be stressed. That's how I grew my muscles. It's, it's what we are. We, we cannot be... Mm, meditators sitting in a fucking chair with our 
legs crossed. I'm balanced. It's nothing, it doesn't exist. Buddha even says it. He can't even find that balance. It's a ridiculous thing to ask of a human. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's actually so much pressure. So we are designed to have fight and flight. We absolutely are. We're designed to have ease and we're designed to have, we're designed to have threat. But we're in fight and flight driving the fucking car to the office. Mm trying to run, get through the traffic and the home loan and the kids' school fees and got to get the pet food and, oh, my God, the emails and, oh, my God, Dave didn't set up the lights right or something stressful. We're constantly in it. Yeah. So it locks down um, your... your, your, your um, Diaphragm? Your, your, your diaphragm, absolutely, but you're not even near your diaphragm. It actually locks down the digestion. So mm-hmm. with thoughts go, energy flows. When we flood the body with fake ingredients made in science... We're in a whole lot of fucking trouble. Body doesn't know what to do, so it locks it down and it starts to break down slowly and it shows you signs. Eczema's a sign. Fatigue's a sign. Um, sinus is a sign. Um, your piss is, you know, smelly. You're not pooing. Um, you, you know, your gut gets bloated. You know, there's signs. And then they become a leaky gut and now we're in a whole lot of fucking trouble. Mm. Or autoimmune all well, the way down that. Well, that's what leaky gut is. So all, oh, leaky gut's autoimmune. All disease no. comes from the gut. Really? Yeah. So the brain and the gut are connected. Yeah. But then you have one more brain that no one's really talking about that I talk about. Yeah, just the three brains. It's the three brains from your heart. So mm. if I took out my heart and put it in Dave's heart, Dave's sitting to my right here, yeah. and he lived in another country and he had a heart transplant from Cynthia's heart, he would have memory. Mm-hmm. There would be memory, they've, right? They've prov- proven that. Know, right? There's brain cells, neurons I in know. the heart. I know. I'm sorry. It makes me so excited. So... My brain, my gut, and my heart. Because the gut they call the second brain. Sure. That's common in science these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is research going for a long time. Yeah, totally. It's not new. So the three brain, I've just connected the heart brain um, to the three, which makes sense, right? So as we're, um, you know, dieting or or that stress that we're just talking about just then, where thoughts go, energy flows. Mm. Thoughts go through the heart. The blood carries through the valves. The microbiome is down there in the gut centre. It mm. is the one part if you don't get right. If you're off up here, yeah. seriously, in any way, you're off Oh, you're off here. Yeah. Fact. Totally. It's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. People forget that. So breathe. So all you got to do is diaphragmatic and breathe. And it takes a long time to take the breath from the chest to the actual diaphragm. And it's a skill that took me about a year to learn. It's beautiful. Yeah. You think about breath just as you're saying that. I'm breathing in the nostrils. It goes up over the head. It goes down around the heart. And then it goes, the diaphragm drops into the lower digestive tract. The whole thing is integrated with totally. one deep diaphragm. And my, my chest doesn't move when I breathe. Watch my chest, how my hands here. Yeah. Mate, I'm on, the, I'm on my bike because I ride a scooter and I just breathe and I know exactly when I get backed up and I'm constipated because I'm on fire, I'm on... <laughs> And I'm just, oh, I'm head. happy, I'm happy, or I'm sad, or I'm cranky, or I'm stressed, whatever it might be. It's all fight and flight, same shit, different day. And I'm just on, yeah. my breath's shallow. Then I'm like, oh, I didn't poo today. Mm. What's going on down What's there? What's going on down there? It's all the food's fault. It's not the food's fault. It's where we go to, it's right? It's never the food. <laughs> so you talked about alkalizing, and that's beautiful, by the way. I'm totally all about the three brains now. That's yes, gorgeous. Good. You talked about alkalizing your thoughts. You said before to me, it's like, don't worry about drinking the lemon water, honey. Alkalize <laughs> your thoughts and knowing that the thoughts are stress in the gut and that's where the disease is coming from. How do we alkalize our thoughts and why is it so important? Well, you think about your, your series. What's this called again? Scotty Mortimer Show. No, you had a name. How do we make the world a better place? How do we make the world a better place? Yeah. Really, how do, we, how do I, Cynthia, 
make my world a better place first. Yeah. It's because through in comes out, right? Mm. So I must, with all my divine knowledge that I have in this extremely gorgeous brain and mind that sits in here, is know that when I'm negative, when I'm positive, when I'm angry, when I'm sad, when I'm violent, when I'm, you know, you name the traits that Cynthia has. Mm. Where am I going to put most of my attention on? Well, it's really easy to be angry and blame and vicious and resentful. Mm. It's really quite challenging. We spoke about this at lunch and mm. you honoured me for that to actually go, oh, I really fucked up. Mm. But you know what? I learned that. Now I'm going to be this because that feels better. And the moment I feel better, then I operate better. And the moment I operate better, my response is differently. And the moment I, my response is differently, you get to receive that response. You get to have that smile. You get to be that person that makes the world a better place. Yes. Yeah. All by owning it and self-reflection yes. going inside. Yes. And so you talk about, again, bringing it back to the thoughts, what are we got to do? Diaphragmatic breathing, <laughs> tapping back in. Well, Cat Dawes would say, don't be a moment terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get um, Cat Dawes on the show. Daily. Um, she's my coach. She's amazing. Um, oh. Breathe. Just breathe. Everyone breathe because the more breath you can take in the lower diaphragm, the more the brain the oxygen runs through the blood. So just breathe. Just keep mm. Everyone just breathe and take as many, like put it in your phone to do one breath a week. I don't care what it is. Yep. Work it out yourself. Mm. But it becomes a reminder service and something opens and then, yeah, clarity happens. So. Your philosophy, what you're talking about before, I loved around the housewives who've rushed home from work, they've picked the kids up, they're running behind, they're looking for that bottle of wine just to fucking get through the day. They haven't had an orgasm. Haven't had an orgasm, no sex. Men, come on, gentlemen. Or women, women and women. Ah, true. Oh, that's true. Yep. Um, men and men. But what you're teaching and embodying in yourself and then you're being a guide for through your television series, mm. you know, Gaia, FM, what you've got in your course and stuff, mm. is you – from my perspective, what you're sharing is the the art of preparing food for your family is a spiritual practice. It's like getting back to the moment and being present while you're cutting that carrot was your example and tapping into the breath and feeling beautiful emotions while you're there preparing that food. Is that pretty much it? Yeah, it's, it's a fucking stressful thing to say to a woman. That's very stressful for a housewife to say that like I say it. And I say it exactly like you do, like stop for a minute, be present. Pre pre you know, being present is my spiritual goal. They're just yeah. like looking at me going, you don't understand. You don't know what I'm going to do. He's screaming yeah. over there. I haven't picked up any of the washing. Yeah. I am so need to get out the door because I forgot to get such and such and I'm going to pick old mate up from school. My husband's coming home and I just want to watch that series on Channel 7. And to tell her that would be hell. So the, th the, the most important thing when it comes to being be to become. I haven't got it tattooed on my hand. It's like the, the whole thing is to recognise the stress, mm. is to acknowledge Awareness. the – acknowledge it. Don't. It's not going to go anywhere. Mm. It's just going to be ticked off. It's how you tick it off. It's how you cut the carrot. Mm. It's how you are. And being present when I'm teaching, it's like everyone just take a deep breath and as soon as they do that, they become present for a second or five and that's enough. Mm. That's enough. Okay, because old mate's going to come in that kitchen and, you know, <laughs> the kids are going to come in and they're going to be demanding and you just want to like, ah. But, but that few seconds interrupts the pattern. Exactly. Because yeah. we get in that pattern of stress where we're spiralling downwards. All the time. All the time. If we see it. I get it in my face, in my physiology. And, oh, yeah. And then if I can catch it. 
deep breath, connect back. Whoa, but that's, it's still oof. there though. That's the point, and it's allowed to be there. It's where you put I'm your not attention. It wrong. Yeah, no, there's no. It's what I've learned. Uh, you know, like <laughs> I've just come out of a deep relationship with the love of my life, right? And and we were talking about this before. It's like it's not about him. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. It's but that's there. Mm-hmm. That is real. His experience is real, but it's nothing. My journey is it must be about me. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. When you when you're making food and you're cooking food, like it is so easy to just get wound up in all that over there when that really is there and it's truth. But right now, it's about me. Mm. And how can I multitask and do all the things, but also feel a sense of ease in there for a second? Yeah. And it makes the dish very different. Trust me. Well, the energy, the vibration. Yeah, like you were talking about. There are so many people awakened to this uh, belief, this idea that we are more than just the physical body, right? Like this awakening movement of consciousness, yoga around the world. And yet we're still busy as anything. We're running around, we've got two kids and work and a husband and all that sort of stuff. Mm. What a perfect moment to be able to tap into who you really are, right? These women that want to sit and meditate but half an hour in the morning, but I just don't have time because I've got to drop the kids and pick up the blah, 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 and you got to do this thing. It's like, well, I have to cook this meal anyway. I could watch that series or I could listen to that podcast mm. or I could just think the thoughts in my head or I can tap in. It's going to change the food for my family. They're going to feel the love vibration. Plus I'm getting all the benefits of me being present with my own self. That, as I was saying, becomes a spiritual practice yeah. that doesn't take up any more time. It's nice. And there anyway. Music can change everything mm. in a kitchen. Yeah. Trust me. You put music on and you open up that fridge and you grab those onions and spuds, whatever you're cooking, and it can just change the whole vibe of your soul. Totally. It really can. I've done it a thousand times. And reggae's the tastiest? Reggae's my gig. Yeah. Know? I don't know. I grew <laughs> up in a land with reggae, so it's different for me, but... I always, I always, I also think that with cooking, cooking shows as well, like cooking shows, and this is, this is probably terrible. Cooking shows aren't designed to help you cook; they're designed to sit you on the couch to do to buy products. Yeah, true. And so I'm very aware of that, and I sell products. Mm. I'm very aware of that, though I'm also very aware of her, mm-hmm. and I'm with her, mm-hmm. and I have her hand, and I'm holding it, and I'm not going to let it go. Mm. And that's one of the biggest thing with my fan base, fan, fan base that's grown so well and so organically and so beautifully is that they feel like I'm there. Mm. And that to me is enough for us women. You really care about of them. Course, of course. Absolutely. I care about myself. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I care about them? I have to. Yeah, totally, right? You have to. And so, you know, the three brains are the big one for women the really acknowledge the internal is a big one for the women mm. out there, you know, and really sinking into the fact that stop trying to be something else, be to become something, be it constantly, be that 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 voice inside you, you know, I am, you know, this this whole word I am, mm. I am okay. Mm. I actually really am. And if I'm not okay, I'm not fucking okay. Mm. And that's okay <laughs> in general. And so when we're cooking, if we do cook, it's that same vibration that comes through, you know. It's really funny. I can I can make a recipe. It's so funny. I can, I can like, we're building a cafe in Singapore at the moment and I've got this, like, beetroot mud cake that I make and I'll make it and, and it's like I'm just, I'm on, you know, I'm on. I'm, I'm just in it. I just want to make it. I want to eat the cake, really. <laughs> That's really what I want to do. And I'll go away and I'll come back and 
Um, they were one of the chefs will make a cake and I, I, I can see it from a distance that something's off. Mm. And I'm not talking about the texture. I can tell straight away and I don't even go towards the cake. I go to, oh, who made the cake? Mm. Oh, I did. How's it going? Nice. Straight away, how's it going? Mm. Yeah, it's great. It's good. Everything's great. I'm like, really? Good shop front. Come here. So yeah. we have a little bit of a chat. He goes, it's fucked. My life's fucked. My wife left me. I don't know what to do. I've got these two kids. I've got to pay the mortgage still. It doesn't make any sense. Now I've got to get a second home. I've got to pay fucking maintenance. And I'm still, I'm looking at the cake. And then I say, don't be making the cake, mate. Mm. He's like, yeah, but what? You're not going to make any money if we don't make, I don't care. Don't make the cake. You're not making the cake. See that guy over there? Get him to make the cake. <laughs> He's glowing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you go suffer in hell for a minute. And then you, you you work out if you want to stay there or yeah, not. Here's the onions. Cut yeah. them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go suffer in, in your hell for a minute. And then when you work out that that's a really great vibe and you want to stay there, you need to stay there. But if you can work out that there's a better vibe but that's still real, then come back and let's make the cake. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. That's, it seems like that would be a big transformation for women as well because these cooking shows are so popular today. But I was thinking as you were sharing about that, it's a superficiality totally. of Instagram, of this world. Oh, my God, Instagram. Around, right, like, oh, I've made this beautiful thing with all of these things, but I'm stressed as hell when I made it. And you're like, no, 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 don't make the cake because you're not in a good place. Let's get away from the superficiality of, you know, a half a cup of that and three teaspoons of that and whatever, <laughs> but actually get back. To, and when you cook, this is what I love about your series and, you mm. know, being in your studio, you're like, and a pinch of that, oh, a little bit more, you know. And you're just, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you just, well, you do, but you're having fun with it rather than totally. this. I fuck it up all the time. It's part of life, all right? All the time. And that's the beauty of being a chef is you fuck it up, you just add more salt or sugar and nobody will know. <laughs> totally. More fat, sugar and salt, the building blocks of flavour, everybody. That's <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's beautiful. So if we get away from get away from science and get back to nature. No, if we recognise science okay. and honour it okay. and not put it down. We don't point our fingers and we're not in a food fight. Okay. It's very important. Don't make it wrong. Well, it's kind of like, oh, my God, she went to McDonald's was it good? I don't know, but it's a saying. Oh, my God, she went to KFC. Can you believe she eats that? Can you believe she smokes cigarettes? Mm. We've got to stop with that. Mm. Just allow – it's there. It's a reality. It is real, right? It might not be real ingredients, but it's real in our reality. It's here. It's, here. it's a tangible thing. My, my idea is to honour science in, in, its, in its form because humans are, are fucking geniuses. Yeah. So now let's go and sit over there and look at actual real whole, real food ingredients and, and, and sit there because that is, so that is, that is who we are. Well, millions of years designed, of evolution. Yeah, it's sort of designed to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not designed to eat science. No. But we, we, we shouldn't put it down. Mm -hmm. That's my point and that's one thing I've learned over the years by being on lots of panels and being interviewed is I've, I've asked, been asked, what do you think of McDonald's? Like, do you think it's really bad, isn't it? Or, or how do you feel about the, the chemical industry and the herbicides and pesticides? It's bad, isn't it? It's like, fuck, hang on a minute. Like the internal industrial revolution, we used to grow our food in soil that we, we nourished and nurtured. The human race grew. We had to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay, we had to go from stone to steel and we did it fucking fast. Mm. So we, 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 we ended up prioritising how to make a wheat strain be something else. We prioritised how to actually get yield out of something and feed the world. Mm. We're brilliant. We shouldn't put it down. Totally. And I'm sick of hearing it. It's like, oh, don't, 
don't like GMO, I can't believe she's talking about it. It's like, shut the fuck up. Everyone shut the fuck up. And just know that we've come from a really incredible journey as humans. If you look at my parents, my mum's 80. Was she 88? Yeah, 88. Amazing. Imagine her mother and her grandmother. What were they doing? Well, they were growing up in, yeah, late 1800s. And look where they've come to where my mum is today to buy a, a pre-frozen dinner in the supermarket because her husband's died and she doesn't want to cook. She can and half the ingredients have numbers totally. in them. Totally. <laughs> it's like we don't it's, – it's so important that we acknowledge where we've come from and how far we've actually taken something. Like I think that's brilliant. Okay, mm. yeah, we're getting illnesses and we're, 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 we're living longer and dying shorter, living longer through medication and dying shorter for a shitty quality of life. Yeah. Though we have to celebrate the fact that we're geniuses and because we can celebrate that, then we can look into nature again and have a look at our soil health and have a look at the microbiome in the soil Mm. and look at food as a living supplement Mm. and start to take those living supplements in a way that's not a trend or a diet or a fad. It's just simply potatoes. Mm. It has to be that simple because when you make it that simple, everything Everything just becomes so easy in the body. Now, the next thing is how do you make it taste good? That's where I come in. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so that's the, that's, the, that's the whole thing, right? And this is from my own dogma, Scotty. Like I was such a dogmatic vegetarian in my 20s. You were saying, yeah. Like proper dogma. So, so you were the GMO-hating, science-hating. I was pointing the finger. Yeah. Man, like I still do point the finger. Like it's shocking. And one pointing back, three pointing this exactly. way. Exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. And Tyler Tolman taught me that actually years ago. Actually, it was a Bucky, one of them, Bucky O'Neill or Tyler. But anyway, the, the point is what I'm trying to make. What was I like as a human being in carrying the 78 organs in this body pointing fingers? I was uptight. I was stressed. Yeah. I was cranky. I was, I was a bitch really. And I was aggressive. I still have all those traits. They're just not as intense because mm. I'm slowly changing the way I respond. Mm-hmm. That's the point, right? And you have, you, I love this, that you don't create enemies. You had enemies. Oh, my God. GMO and this and that. <laughs> totally. and everything and probably other enemies as well. But totally. even what we were talking about with your relationship, which you mentioned a second ago, mm. you love that man and you don't have an enemy there. No. You don't see an enemy there. No. You're a whole food chef and you're all about getting people as close to nature as possible, but you don't have an enemy of science at McDonald's. No. That frees us when we don't have an enemy because yeah. we don't have half of our energy defending some uh, something that we don't like. We've got all our energy going towards the one path of where we really want to go. And what's your sh- show, your business? How for? do we make the world a better, better place? place? Exactly. That's it. That's the whole thing. Because I can, exactly. It has to be that way. It has to be. It's the only way. But we all go through the enemy stage. Oh, yeah. You had it in the 20s. I had it in my 20s, 30s, my 40s. Oh, wait, I'm not 40 yet. Still got it sometimes. (laughs) Exactly. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. You know, I'm not how much attention I'm going to put on it. Uh Ah, true. Mm. And maybe it's built into our biology that we'll never get rid of it, but we can be aware when it's coming up and just love it for what it is, but not, as you said, pay attention to it. It's not that I need to be an enlightened sage and just get rid of it all, but where do I want to put my attention? It's so funny. Someone asked me the other day, what's your morning ritual? And I'm like, to wake up and to be fucking sane. Be sane. (laughs) Sane. Tick. Tick. To not actually, actually, (laughs) you know, like to actually understand who I am. That to me is 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 a level of sanity, mm-hmm. and and they go, oh, do you meditate? No, I do open eye meditation. They're like, what's that? I'm like, life. 
Just life. <laughs> <laughs> my scooter, eating, eating relaxing. Like, what am, I, what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing? What am I thinking about right now? That yeah. to me is meditation. It's like, oh my God, Cynthia, why you keep thinking about that? Because it just can't let it go. Okay. All right. All right. I love letting go. I love letting go. go. That's what I do. Good affirmation. All day. That's a beautiful point you make and it's something that I realised in my late 20s. I started meditation at 20 Mm. after, you know, horrific teenage years, 19, got 16 criminal convictions, guy tried to kill me, had to flee my home, made a vow that day to find a better way. And a few months later, I did a meditation course and I was, I'm the kind of guy when I want to do something, I just go all in, right? Like, I think you're the same. Um, and I got obsessed with meditation. It's all I wanted to do. It's all I did for years. Like for yeah. three years, 23 to 26, I only slept on the floor. I only had cold showers and pretty much I just meditate. I was a whitewater rafting and kayaking guide yeah. professionally just so I could be in the river and nature and just meditate every day. That's what I loved. Mm. Then I got to a point where the meditation experience when I was sitting cross-legged with my eyes closed for an hour was the same as when I was walking down the street, breathing, being present with everything. And I realized rather than doing meditation, I'm being meditative. And that's become my practice ever since. And I like to do a morning sit when I can and, and tap into that. But my waking moments are a meditative experience. I'm being present, noticing when it's going crazy, bringing my center back into that couple of breaths and I'm back, you know, it's Mm. that two seconds that breaks the pattern and gets me back to what's real. And so I stopped being so dogmatic about got to meditate every day, got to meditate all the time to, wow, this moment is meditation. Exactly. It's a beautiful experience. That's what I mean. My ritual is to wake up every morning and go, Cynthia, don't go insane. That's my thing. Like sanity, you have to have your own, that space, that conversation because it's really easy to point and pick. It really is. And it's a stressful world. Apparently. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on. A lot of people are hurting out there. Yeah. That's why I'm making this show. That's why I do what I do. just want to help people. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot going on out there. There really is. But I really think that... It's, it's, there's a, there's something happening on the planet right now. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's really quite, rem- it's actually a magical time to be on the planet. Beautiful I time. know, right? There's so much happening. And I was thinking about it the other, who was I talking to the other day? Oh, one of my teammates. And I said to Brendan, she goes, oh, I really, I really, I really love your vision and everything and how you, you, know, you don't focus on money. I said, I fucking focus on money. Are you kidding? What, what, I said, money, this has been coached form into me by my coach for many years because I used to give everything away all the time. And he goes, money is the same as giving. It's the same energy. You don't go, oh, my business is not involved around money. It's around giving. It's the same energy. Mm. It's the same. It's the health and wealth. And it's the same alignment. And so I believe that with what's happening out there in the world and all the hustle and the bustle and all the things, people have just forgotten just a little bit for a minute, mm. that it really is quite magical. It is magical. It is, right? Mm. Oh, the whole experience is magical. Yeah. And to be alive at this time when, like you're saying, I call it like a, people are awakening to, holy shit, there's got to be more than this. Totally. And we're seeing it, we're witnessing it. And what you're talking about there is a big philosophy that I have and I talk about a lot on the show is around entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and business mm-hmm. is the vehicle for change today. Right, like when I'm not waiting for Jesus to come, (laughs) no offence, I'm not waiting for him to come back and save us all. I'm certainly not waiting for the government to pull their head out their ass and do something about it. I'm looking at individuals who Mm -hmm. has a passion and a drive who 
understand that there's got to be more and are asking that question, how can I make it a little bit better for people? Do you remember when you hadn't, didn't have much money? Oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck, wasn't, life was great, wasn't I it? I had less responsibility probably, you know. But do you remember when you have money? It's still great, right? It's still great. That's it the doesn't point. change. It doesn't yeah. change. It's just how we show up to it. It's so funny. It's yeah. so funny. Like I religiously check my bank account every morning. Beautiful. Every morning. I check it. I go PayPal, I go Stripe, I go fucking transfer wire. I go everywhere. Where's like, it coming from? I'm just <laughs> checking everything and I'm just like, wow. And I've That's trained abundance. I've trained myself to actually remember back when I checked my bank account and I had a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Totally. And I remember the feeling back then. And I'm trying to marry up the same feeling, which is I'm actually okay. Yeah, totally. Because <laughs> really all of that can disappear. Okay. Exactly. But I'm here and exactly. I ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are funny. They clog up my restaurant with their coconut for a dollar for 10 hours. <laughs> In Bali on their oh laptops, tapping away. I know. I mean, it's Roger Hamilton's vision to have this um, workspace and have people connect and it's, a very, it's an educational platform and mm-hmm. I, I really, I respect that and I get that. I, t- I do. But then there's that... You know, I look at a table and four chairs, I think 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks each person, right? <laughs> and he's this entrepreneur, digital nomad on his computer, you know, hustling away with his dollar coconut for 10 hours. I'm like, get the fuck off my table. Then I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> Calm that down, Cynthia. But that one dollar coconut. So funny. I know. How many people is he changing in that moment? Exactly. You know, he's exactly. out there making an impact in the world. And because of the vibe that you've created and uh, your team or your people are supporting, yeah. um, that guy's now out there making a difference. That, that's that's the default now for me. It's it has like, to be, right? It has to be. It's like, Cynthia, stop pointing. Someone's me. making $100 <laughs> off that chair and it may not be you. You're making a dollar of that. Entrepreneurs are interesting. Like I was asking you before about your where you're at with your life now and you're, you've got a baby and you've got this whole business going and you're having fun and and there's been hustle, right? I work hard for sure. Yeah, totally. And I love it. Yeah, I know, right? So I, I was saying before to you like I've always regarded myself as a worker yeah. because my dad and mum are brilliant, brilliant entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Oh, you grew up in an entrepreneur I grew up, I grew up in a family where my okay. parents had... 10 businesses at once. Amazing. But my parents physically worked them. Mm. And so now when I see young influencers, is that what they're called on the Instagram? Online? Instagram, yeah, yeah. I don't know, whatever it Instagram, is. Yeah. The, the influence thing. I'm not an influencer. I can't, I don't do that. But I, I, I remember sitting, because I teach at the Entrepreneurs Institute. Tell us what you are. You told me before. You're not an influencer. <laughs> I'm you're an a, alchemist. What's an alchemist do? An alchemist that does, <laughs> an alchemist that um, inspires and puts things together in front of you verbally or actually physically, right? And that just brings you to your physiology, a level of attention, mm. and then you're like, oh, my God, that, that, that f- the feeling is the first thing that alchemist brings to your world is a feeling. And it's from like the feeling, then you can execute. Beautiful. So it's like you're doing magic for people and that's attracting them in rather than standing there and influencing I, and selling. I don't influence. Yeah. I sell, absolutely, yeah. but I don't influence. I'm not... To there to do that, I'm there to trigger that eyebrow to go up. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, wow. That, How did you do that? Yeah. So uh, entrepreneurship and and freedom lifestyle and changing the world and being an entrepreneur and everything. I've never really sat in that arena, but my when I look at my business, it is that totally. But I'm I'm I I don't work for reward. Does you that work make for sense? the fun of it. I work because. I work in my business and I work in myself, which is me. My business is me. I touch my heart when I say that. It's not disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's just – it just is that way because my parents have brought me up to actually not have debt, 
not have credit cards, not have loans and to be um, this real freedom lifestyle that yeah. I've been brought up to have. And I'm so grateful because I see um, people out there in the world that work nine to five that are extremely successful mm. and really I really honour them and then I see others that are struggling and I see the same in the entrepreneur area because I speak at the Entrepreneurs Institute about health and wealth and lining the two up as one energy and I, I just don't see them working hard, to be honest. Majority of the entrepreneurs that I meet. They're not working hard? They're not working. To, they're working for reward. Okay. Yeah, it's like I'm going to work a few hours and I'm going to get a massage and then mm-hmm. I'm going to go and have a coffee with a mate and then I'm going to get back online. It's like I'm... I'm very different to that. It's like it just doesn't vibrate with me. Does that make sense? And so I'm watching entrepreneurs out there trying to change the world and trying to do better and trying to do this. But really they're just not in there themselves enough. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So they're just doing it enough or they do enough so that they can have what they want and then check out and get a massage and sit on the beach sort of thing. Totally. Whereas you're saying... Reward. That's reward. the reward. That's the reward, right? Whereas you're saying the process, the action itself is the reward. You look at Richard Branson. Yeah, he Look at Oprah. It. You never stop. Look at Roger Hamilton. Yeah. I can name lists of the greats. Oh, totally. And they're not, there's not... I'm not talking about their financial status. It becomes a mission. Yes. Alongside no, and integrated with the business. Totally. That, and, to me, is changing the world. Yeah, totally. Because it creates a ripple effect, right? It's yeah. not the reward. It's the in-between mundane moments between the moments. Yeah. Why we're doing? Why we? Why do we do what we do? Yeah, it's really simple. It's look at us smiling. It's like oh, I can't get enough of this. I love my my business is my life. It's my passion. It's, it's my mission. It's connected. It's not personal and no, business. There's no. no such thing as personal and business. It doesn't. No. It doesn't exist. I, I definitely have, and now more so that I've got the little fella mm. uh, and and my wife, and that's why I rented uh, the office here on the Gold Coast to get that little bit of separation where I allow my mind to stop just churning business and actually go and refresh itself. It's like physically training. I was up at 5 a.m., I trained for an hour. Mm. Strong, right? Hit it hard. That's not where the growth is happening in my muscles. Mm. It's the repair and rest of Mm. the muscles is where the muscles grow. Totally. And the business is the same. So I get in here and I've got great ideas and I go for it and I, I, I hit it and I execute and then I go home and I play with my son or I go for a walk or go to the beach or whatever. And that's where I'm growing. Yes. So that I get this idea or I come back the next day, I'm rejuvenated, I'm ready to rock and roll. I need the both. But it's the sort of same energy is my point. It's the same energy. That's it's, what I'm saying. I, I'm not hanging my hat up at yeah. 5 p.m. and going, oh, shit, I'm glad yeah, that's done. Exactly. That's what I mean. That doesn't separate. No. It's the same. And you're not going to go and do the opposite at home, mm. that you, how you chop to a person here in business. That's what I'm saying. I've got a vision of the DNA strands, Yeah. the double helix DNA, yeah. whereas one is my personal life and one is my business life. But together they're yes. intertwined. They can't that's separate. That's what I mean. They have to be together. That's a great analogy, actually, because that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. But I couldn't say it like that because I didn't have the words. I just see vision. Mm. That's how my mind works, little images. But mm. they have to be together. And the strength of the, the the DNA strand is the double helix. You get one, just business, doesn't work, right? I did my nine to five. I'm out. Thanks very much. Mm. Don't have to think about it tomorrow. And or, or it's just the reward of personal, like you're saying about I did what I could do so that I could have what I wanted I for needed, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. more I'm on a mission and my life is dedicated yeah. to that mission. Totally. And whoever's listening out there now, you're probably thinking, wow, okay, yeah, yeah, they've got their shit together and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's not the reality. The reality is that 
And this is the same as a nine to five, right? There are people out there that are in a nine to five, four to five, or whatever you want to call it, really, that are having a paycheck. I still receive a paycheck. You know, you still, still receive a paycheck. It's the point. The point is that are you in the joyous of your life? Are you driving home after that nine to five? Ninety nine percent of the time in joy. That's to me is the is the connection between personal and business. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. And if you're not, you can't you're wasting separate. your life. Yeah. Like that's in my opinion. If you are not showing up and loving every moment, at least ninety nine percent of your life, totally. Then you're missing out. We only get this one yeah. shot. At least what I can remember. Yeah. There's one opportunity. There's only one opportunity, and I believe that when we're we're going to work and we're feeding ourselves or we're feeding our family or we're at work and we're having a con- you know we're in a community lunch thing or whatever it might be, that is like that that whole vibe and how we show up to that and how we feel about that. That's where the biggest decisions come from in our lives is around people actually, and when we're all together in our workspace. I thrive when my whole team is in my tiny studio. That's awesome. It's hilarious. The kids are there. My friends are there. The teammates that I work with are all there. And it's just this thriving vibe. And it's like, wow, that's that's it. That's it. That's where we cook from, mm-hmm. that space. And it's the same if you're in an office building or if you're drinking a coffee right now and it's 3 o'clock and you need to pick me up and you need another shot of coffee. It's like you have to understand that we are designed to be energised and we're designed that way to be in joy. And then when we, when we forget all that or we've forgotten or something's missing there and we need to be energised and drink that coffee to pick ourselves up, we're out of alignment. And that's what I mean. Personal and business is, is connected. Because yeah. we, we're, we're designed to get up in the morning and to flourish. Absolutely. We're not designed to drag our asses out of bed. We really aren't. No. And 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 that and we're not designed to have caffeine to make us stimulate us to be um, productive. So you're not a fan of coffee? I love coffee. I think coffee's amazing. Cool. But I can't drink it. Uh huh. Because it doesn't sit with my vibration. Just can't. Yeah. I'm I'm I get up, boom. You're ready to go. The fucking world yeah. is great. If I'm moody, cranky, I forgot my period, or whatever it might be, it's still great. It's still great. Okay, what am I going to do? And I tune into the to that. And I only just started doing this recently, really tuning into what do I need to do for me right now? Okay, I just need to lie in bed. That's yeah. it. Just stay there for a minute, everything, and just wait because you're actually a little bit confused right now, Cynthia. You can't a little bit, you know, you know. So I think that with people, with all of us and expanding our our reach to outer outer places outside of us, <clears throat> we've really got to sink into the to the joy. Have to, and 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 freedom comes from there. You mentioned before, and I want to tap back into that about the the last couple of hundred years of how fast we've grown. Yeah, we're and growing. looking at you know pre-industrial revolution, let's say industrial revolution was two hundred years ago. Pre that, I was on the farm with my family, or I was apprenticing under my uncle to be a blacksmith or whatever. Right, I had my tiny little community. We all knew each other. We're all interconnected, and you know, the stress levels were around survival, period. You know, that was my stress was, do I have enough food to feed my family? And, you know, am I going to get the, is a storm going to ruin my crops before I get the food for my family sort of thing, right? Like, or maybe some warring. We have Woolworths now. Sorry? We have Woolworths now. We have Woolworths to (laughs) take care of us, right? (laughs) 
But the industrial revolution, we changed where we pulled fathers initially and yeah. now mothers as well with this uh, post-industrial revolution. We pulled fathers away from the family and farms. Mm-hmm. We put them in factories. We moved them into the cities and we got them working in a very different way. And now we've moved to, okay, mothers are also left the families. So that means kids have to go to daycare. You see how many bloody daycares are in Australia now? Everywhere, everywhere I drive, big business, big business. Big Mum business. and dad have got to do their 10 hours a day, plus, you know, including travel time. Kids are in daycare all day. You know, there's 16 kids running around with four ladies who are chatting each other in the corner. <laughs> you know, these kids are just mucking around. It's just a very different world of, and this is only in 200 years. Mm. That's only like three, four, five generations, depending on when you're, you know, having your kids. Not many generations of people that we have beyond just the science of what we're putting in our body, but the way that we're living and that we're showing up and that, you know, our whole world is is uh, formed, potentially, you know, like how you make a diamond, mm. it's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Right? That's how you make a diamond, fucking coal down and yeah, it's just totally, coal and yeah. it's just pressure. And then you get this diamond, which is what lasers are made of and, you know, a lot mm. of our technology is based on that. Maybe this last couple of hundred years has been the pressure that the human psyche, the collective consciousness mm. of us humans and the world needed to bust through from being coal, fear, scarcity, base chakra living, survival, literally, do I have enough food to feed my family? The pressure is maybe here now so that we are popping into this age of enlightenment where we're moving from base shock, I got everything, I got Woolworths, like you said, I don't have to worry about food anymore, yeah. right? Now I'm pushing my way up through my heart chakra, coming out through my crown chakra, and that's the awakening we're going through right now. Mm. We're moving into a place of enlightenment, of enlightened consciousness. But do we need, or did we, and we're still in it, the pressure and stress to make the diamond that is the new human consciousness, that potentiality of full abundance of love consciousness in our reality, of you and me realizing that we're one, Mm. helping you is helping me, you know, real community again. Together we're better. Together we're better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's interesting, hey, Mm. pressure, what pressure brings. We need it. Like I said, going to the gym. I needed it. I have to. I've got to stress my muscles. Yeah. My my emotional state. It's emotional state, you're right. It's all, anyone that's working, like this is the thing too, like there's nothing wrong with being... There's nothing wrong with not being an entrepreneur and having your own business. That's one thing I've learned too with being in this industry is that like a lot of um, a lot of people go, oh, she's got her own business and it's like, wow, what have you got? Like, And they show me what they've got and that's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? And mum that is driving to work and working 10 hours and leaving her kids at childcare, like I really bless her actually. Totally. And she... Most of, most of the women I know actually really love what they do. Mm. I don't really know very many people that hate what they do. A few fans and people that I haven't met personally, yeah. But in my circle, which is a massive community here on the Gold Coast and in Asia, everyone is just in it and they do have nine to fives. It's just they have so much joy. They bring that joy into their lives. And I, I don't know whether that joy come from that original pressure of having the pressure you know, to get to where they are, but it's there. Mm. But I know for me is like if I look at my life and growing up in Papua New Guinea for 21 years and then moving to Australia and then moving to um, Indonesia, like I was under a lot of pressure living in Australia Mm. and I felt what it felt like to be miserable and angry and (laughs) all the things and pointing the finger and that's where I was in my early 20s, right? 
But I knew that what would bring me joy was finding a space that I knew where I felt comfortable and that's island living because that's how I was brought up. True. So I found that and I know a lot of women that are brought up in the country that have moved to the city and are very unhappy that have moved back to the country working in 9 to 5 and very happy mm-hmm. and I love that. And now they're starting to see, oh, I might do an online business. I might do some coaching, right? They would never have done that in the city. Mm. And they've learnt that through pressure. And I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm noticing more and more people that I'm public speaking in front of um, big crowds and and I'm always getting the question asked. is like, how do you remain so great or so um, wonderful? Or what do people say? They say, how do you... How do you be so positive? And my answer is I'm not. You're seeing a moment now. There's a lot of pressure here, but I understand that if I put too much attention on the pressure and the stress, that you're never going to see these moments. Mm -hmm. And so that brings it down to earth and it really acknowledges the human as we have so many different layers. You know, we have so many different layers, Scotty. Yeah, totally. And people see one layer and they think you're perfect. Like my, my, my partner the love of my life, who left me. I didn't break up with him. I didn't separate with him. He left me, right? Mm. People have gone, we thought you were the greatest couple. I'm like, wow, isn't that crazy how we perceive people in our eyes? Like, I don't even know a greatest couple. Mm. I don't even, my parents, I don't even know anything like that. I've never related to that in my life. And it's funny how really that person, I wish for them to look at themselves and not at my life. Mm. Even though my life is very public, I wished for them to actually sink into themselves. Do, do you get what I mean? Like we're too busy outwards and our pressure like the diamond needs to be and we need to it go. To we have to be. The transformation is within Totally. Us. And that's where I was saying those women that do wake up that are in the city that move back to the country, they're very happy, mm-hmm. very happy. Well, they're following their heart exactly. and their path. And yeah. Find the joy because it makes the world a better place. Exactly, yeah. It really does. And that's what you're taking something that we have to do every day, prepare meals. And especially it sounds like we, you. We do, some of us do, yes. Some of us, well, you're, <laughs> you, and I wanted to frame that and say your audience is, uh, it sounds like you kept mentioning women. Yes. Probably got kids at home or if not, kids or not kids, but they're the ones that are preparing the meals. In my family, my wife does the cooking. Beautiful. She Bless cooks her. 90% of the food and her. she loves it. And she listens to mantra and music. Totally. And Until she doesn't. And that's the thing. It's okay not to. Yeah, totally. It's actually okay to go, I don't want to do this. I had a, I had a time there. I didn't want to cook. I yeah, actually right. wasn't cooking. And that's okay too. Don't want to cook. Not cooking. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. Mm. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Doesn't mean I'm not living when I'm, when I'm speaking. Doesn't yeah. mean I'm practicing when I'm preaching. I'm just not in line, with, you know, an energetic alignment with actually service right now because I can't even service myself. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying and that's what I bring to the mums and dads in on a global stage is that simple ability to, you know, fall in love with yourself really and understand those patterns. And yeah, totally. Understand life. And again, because you're doing it in a place that for those women particularly or people that are preparing for it, they have to prepare it anyway. So let's come from a place of love. Let's come from a place of presence and let's let that energy be imbued in the food that we're presenting to the ones love, that we love. Love for themselves, not for the not for the outer. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Self love is the Hard. foundation of all. It's very challenging to actually breathe and go. Oh, I'm gonna be okay. Coming back okay. to the breath. Yeah. You're beautiful. You're I'm so beautiful. Grateful. Thank you. But I'm so grateful to have this conversation. I know we've got to cut it short here. I want to go for another hour, but. 
Thank you. Pleasure. And how do people find more about what you're doing? So the online programs, especially, how do we learn more for you? Where do we find you out there in the world? Just Google chefsintelouise.com and you'll see. You'll see a lot happening. Beautiful. (laughs) I'm everywhere. We'll put some links around here as well. Sure. Chef Cynthia Louise. And you've got a website there with all of your stuff on it? Just Google chefsintelouise.com and it'll just show you this plethora of glory. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can just choose what you want to be. But yeah, connect, definitely connect. Yeah, please do. I love it. Yeah, totally. And yeah, go and learn from this beautiful woman. Please go and learn from this beautiful woman. You're and this is the beauty of having known you for so long and, you know, just sitting down for lunch before we come here is you are living this. You're not just saying this. We talked about front of house and back of house. You're the whole deal. You're the whole thing, which is why it's so easy for you to live the life that you live is it's just an expression of who you are. Totally. And 80% of a profitable business is team culture. Mm, Beautiful. You have to be able to acknowledge the human individually before you can make money because it's not about the customer. It's never about the customer. Mm -hmm. I'm the opposite of training. It's always about the person. I love that. And from there we can produce and then we can create the ripple effect of transforming the world through how we present our food. You're a magic human being. Thank Thank you so much, Chef. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, guys, and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope that you feel the movement is real. Tribe of Freedom is more than just us having conversations. Tribe of Freedom is about us taking action. And right now, I'm going to invite you to join us. So if you haven't, make sure you subscribe to this channel, like us on iTunes, subscribe wherever you're watching this. But most importantly, I want you to come and join this movement. Head to www.tofreedomnow.com. You'll see the link in the description to freedomnow.com. Go and join this movement. We are here to make this world a better place. If you feel like we feel that together we are better, that we can literally create prosperity and abundance on earth for ourselves, and this is not a pie in the sky dreams, we have a tangible action plan and we invite you to join us. So head over to tofreedomnow.com and come and join the movement. And I'll see you in there and I'll see you on the next episode.